this summer we're bringing you double Koi gig. I think the amount of high scoring has been a surprise to me because I thought that the teams were closer than what they are, but the powerhouses seem to still be the powerhouses. Subscribe to the OTB Koi gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Andy McEntee is with us this morning. Andy, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, lads. How are we doing? Mayo people should be up for all by Andy on Sunday. Do you know, Connock people, like, supporting their own. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't... I, hey. <laughs> no. No should or shouldn't, really. You know, it's how you feel on the day, isn't it? This is it. Yeah. This is it. I, I, I do feel when Mayo win in Ireland's Galway people, there is a bit of a divide. A lot of them definitely wanted them to win. A lot of them definitely did not want them to win. But it's different for Galway that we just rocked up after all these years. I think they enjoy their misery as well. I mean, you know, it's just been, you know, they're yeah. like rubbing their hands in glee over it. But I, I don't think anybody, if, if, if Mayo ever won, I don't think anybody would begrudge them. No. Yeah, that's so much the that is the point of a rivalry, though. You, yeah. you, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we talk to you about your new gig, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? I think Galway have a real chance. Uh, I, I genuinely do. Uh, I think... Uh, I think both sets of forwards probably have have an advantage, uh, and maybe maybe it's a bit of a cliche. I think midfield is is is, is going to be very important. Whoever wins that middle sector, gets the right supply into the forwards. I mean, you'd imagine you know, Clifford one end, Comer the other end. Uh, there's 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 a couple of potential uh, I think mismatches. So mismatches. Yeah, I, I just think. Uh, I mean, I think there's that there's some there's a lot of pace in in both sets of forwards, and you know, if if you can get good quality ball in, I think uh, either set can really can mm. really cause trouble. Um, there's a lot being made of of Paddy Talley and the difference in Kerry's approach this year from previous years, and and what he's brought to the party. And obviously because he's from the north and that's where the uh, strong defensive systems originated, uh, we're assuming that it's been a plug and play for him. Has it been plug and play? What, what have you noticed about Kerry's defence under the, the tally regime? Ah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it, it, there is a little bit of a myth out there that, you know, if it's, so long as you have a northern uh, you know, a coach that, that defensively, you're, you know, there's, there's loads of good defensive coaches and teams that have come up with good defensive structures. I mean, Dublin have had, you know, arguably the best defence uh, around over the last over the last ten years. So it's not their sole uh, their sole property, if you like. I think Kerry are probably, you know, they hard to know how much how much they've learned, how much they've improved, really, until until uh, the squeeze is really on. I mean, you could argue. Uh, I think most people would argue if Con, Con Callaghan was playing the last day. Not too sure they'd have got it over the line. Yeah, maybe if Scully recycles the ball, like you're talking fine margins here. Yeah, look at in all those close games, you really are talking fine margins, and 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 you know it was getting to a stage where where Kerry were were struggling. Uh, you know, is that a psychological thing because they haven't got over the line that that's not in the team yet? Whereas if they get over the line. Then they'll know what to do. Do you know what I mean? The 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 yeah, that's always a possibility. You know, once you know, it, it, it's it's no longer a mystery. Once once you win one of those big games, and, yeah. you know, beating Dublin was. You know, I mean, from from a carry perspective, you'd say you'd like to think that that's got the monkey off the back, and they can go back, go on, and 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 uh, and and really perform to the you know the ability that everybody seems to think they have, but. Truth of the matter is, over the last number of years, Kerry haven't won too many close contests, and and the way the game fell the last day, I mean, it was you know an incredible strike by 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 uh, Sean O'Shea, but it couldn't have been any better, really. I mean, it was you know, okay, ball goes wide, we're still in the game here. Yeah, ball goes over, Dublin don't have a chance to respond, so. I, I I still think that question mark hangs hangs over, uh, and if 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 it came down to a real tight battle. So if you're setting up a team from Galway's perspective this weekend, like uh, in that first half against Derry, Galway were ultra defensive, and they they sat back and they watched, and and they've got credit for that in in some ways, in that it was like they were super patient. They were like, let's see exactly what you have. You're not going to score the goals early that you scored against everybody else to win games, and let's see if you're actually 
able to win the match after that was that strategic or was that them not playing very well themselves in the first half did it look like they were just doing what their plan was what did you think of that yeah I was I, I was at that game uh, it looked strategic to me uh, it looked uh, there was a very definite lack of pace I mean it started I mean the, the, the bit that surprised me a little bit even was just from 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 their kick out strategy no hurry to get the ball on the on, on the tee, and I thought they had an advantage. You know, they had a height advantage uh, out around midfield, half forward line. There was a, there was a lot of opportunities to go long quick, which they seemed to resist that temptation. Why do you think they're doing that? Is that like a we're gonna we're gonna this is our first this group's first All Ireland semi final. The prize is huge. Calm down, everybody. Is that what that is? Yeah, and and you know you don't want to get you don't want to get caught against against a team like Derry. You don't want to get caught, you know, trying to chase the game because you know that's that's you know that's that's a perfect setup for Derry. So there's a little bit of cat and mouse at the start. I was a bit I was a bit disappointed in, in that. I felt uh, a bit like Sunday. I felt I felt Galway's uh, forwards would have the edge if if they if they really attacked them. Derry, you know, put in a great performance. <coughs> excuse me, against against Clare, but they still there were still goal chances to be got against them. Uh, we played them in the league earlier on in the year. We got numerous goal chances, so uh, I was a little bit surprised that that Galway's uh, hesitancy or reluctance to really go at them in the first half. And I think when they did pick it up and went at them in the second half. It was fairly obvious they were the superior team. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thought that. Yeah, is there a possibility there is KG in the first half just because it's an All Ireland final and they want to see what Kerry can do, or is it actually like is it better to go out and try and punch Kerry in the mouth in the first fifteen minutes? Well, I think the difference between between uh, Kerry and Derry, for example, is that Kerry have a lot more guys that can hurt you. I mean, you know, the vast majority of of Derry scores came from from one source. Uh, throughout throughout the year, uh, so I could see where they're going to be a little bit more cagey at the start against against Kerry. You know they have they have they have numerous sources that can that can hurt you. It could be if they if the, if the pattern of play is similar as it was to the semi final, it could be a four at half time for Kerry and Galway might not be able to get that back though. So there's a there's a danger in sitting. Oh, back I think and I think God, I think if if it was eight four eight five. Yeah, I think they could get that back. Okay, I, they'd I mean, be happy enough. I, 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 I think so. I think. I mean, Dublin got it back, like yeah, but uh, yeah, without have, without doing anything special, like, really. Dublin have better forwards than Galway at the moment. Dublin have won many All Irelands and know what the experience is like. I think that's the bit that we don't know how Galway will respond. I, but uh, interesting, like so, Galway. To me, what do you think of that? And Galway don't have the shackles of failure anymore because they don't, they don't, they don't really know what it's like. They have the experiences this year coming through three or four tight games and winning. So I don't think I don't see them as mentally yeah. negative at all or, or or weak. Yeah, and I think I think just from a from a mental you know approach to the game coming into the game, I think there's you know there's an awful there's still an awful lot expected of Kerry, mm. and I think the vast majority of people say, yeah, oh, yeah, Kerry, you know you're after beating Dublin, you're in a position here. God, we're in a nice position here. Uh, I'd like to think that they could and, and really have a go at them when when it came to this. if if you're there with ten minutes to go. Fifteen minutes to go. You're there, thereabouts. You really, you really have a cut. The last three teams, as, as Owen Sheehan keeps pointing out this week, the last three teams to beat Dublin in the championship have failed to go on and win the All Ireland. Mm. <laughs> like there's a kind of weird letdown. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's circumstantial. I'm sure it's not like uh, you know because they celebrate too much or anything. But um, I think our, our only win since I could be wrong on this. Our only our first win in Crow Park since 2001 in the championship was against Kerry. Um, like so they're one of the, literally the only teams, and we had that amazing Michael Meehan game in the rain. Galway carry games at Court Park have traditionally been close. I don't think they've any fear though. I, I think coming through the, I think coming through the Armagh game has really stood at them mentally, because yeah. that, I mean, that was just ridiculous. How, I mean, to be able to concede seven points in injury time and to still have the composure to score all their penalties, they're in a good place. What do you do about Clifford? Oh, look at I mean, uh, <laughs> you. You restrict the quality of ball going into him, and even even the the, the difference first half second half uh, against Dublin, the positions that Clifford was getting the ball in were totally different than than he was getting them in, in the in first half. So you you gotta you gotta help 
you've got to give your full back line a chance. You say, okay, let, let's make this a 50-50 ball, or at, at, at best, look, let's make sure uh, he's getting it in areas of the field that he can't really hurt you. And you're going to, you know, if it's Sean Kelly or whoever, whoever it is, he's going to need help. Mm. He's going to need help. But, you know, even, you know, he's such, he's such a big, versatile man, uh, sticking too close to him is dangerous because he's just going to roll you. Uh, you need the confidence to, to, to play him from in front uh, and be really, really positive. And as soon as, you know, as soon as it, it, it looks like, you know, a chance of a high ball or something going in over the top, his, his buddies have got to be there to help him out. Will there be a situation I wonder, like where you're you're trying to hold on to the ball as much as possible to keep the ball away from the opposition in a way, like which carried a lot in the second half. Will Galway just try to do that in the Derry game? Was interesting that Derry recycle, 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 such that Galway only scored a point in the first half an hour. So to Galway try to build a possession game and dictate on their terms and keep the ball away from Kerry and keep the ball away from Clifford. Yeah, but you're still going to win the game. Like mm. you know, are, are you going to go out and, and, and lose lose a really you know a, a really low scoring game? You still at some stage they're going to have to. I mean, the, the game will go through various periods of play and various styles at, at different times. You just got the times you got to you got to slow it down. You got to hold on to the ball, but when the opportunity arises, you you got to go. Uh, and they're not they're not built to keep the ball. They haven't when they tried Probably to keep the ball not against really, Armagh, yeah. Shane Walsh kicked it across the field. <laughs> yeah. Like that was the sliding doors moment of the campaign. I mean, to come through that. Maybe, mm. maybe so. I, I think the fact the Clifford thing is maybe on the on the whole thing goes hopes hinge really how he plays. Yeah, but again, how he plays is 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 really going to depend on the amount and the quality of ball that he gets. Mm. And and that's where I think uh, Conroy and and McDade have have. Uh, I think they have an edge. Uh, I, 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 I'm still, I'm not convinced that 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 Kerry have have the answer at midfield. I'm, I'm so, I mean, uh, David Moran for all his you know his great year of service and all all his qualities. He's a mobile now, like. Well, I'm surprised if we come back there, come back to him. To be perfectly honest, mm. uh, I mean, he he, you could argue he came close to. He came close to losing the game from there uh, against Dublin again. Mm. Uh, yeah, the coughed up position, yeah. He coughed up a, a very simple ball. Last year's semi-final, he arguably got bullied by a, a, a pretty young, inexperienced uh, Tyrone midfielder. And then you go back to two years ago against Dublin. So I'm surprised at, at uh, and that sounds like I'm being really harsh on him, he's been a hell of a servant, but time moves on and, and Croke Park if you don't have the legs, Croke Park is not the place for you. Is there a possibility he gets dropped and they just go with O'Connor and Barry? That wouldn't hugely surprise me. And then, would, then you have him in reserve to come yeah, on and pick passes yeah. out in the second and half. You, and you have, you know, in, in, in O'Connor and Barry, you have, you've got legs. I mean, Galway have legs. Yeah, well, the, McDade, but Conroy, in fairness, Con Conroy would would be relatively immobile for a midfielder. He's getting on a bit, and defensively, he's not great. It's a massive boost, I think, for Galway that if Bourne starts, that negates that because Galway don't have a that is, that is definitely a worry for Conroy's a brilliant footballer, but defensively, he's not obviously that's not his strong point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think he's probably having a better year this year than he's had in a long time. Oh yeah, you know, uh, and I think his I would have thought his defensive qualities have improved. Mm. And if he kicks a couple of those mad points, oh, and he's passing like the, yeah. the crowd's going to go mad. Yeah. Um, Andy, last time you were in, you were just finishing up. You just finished up with me, and we're like not certain about ever getting back involved. <laughs> in fact, I, if I remember correctly, I think I probably was certain that I wouldn't be getting back involved. But anyway, yeah, I think I know where this is going. So what I'm happens? sure this surprises a lot of people, but it probably surprises me more than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, look, I, I. Uh, I, I got approached, uh, Donald Murphy, he's the treasurer up in, in Antrim. He asked me would I, would I have a chat with him and uh, I agreed to have a chat and then one thing led to another and uh, I liked what I heard, I liked what, you know, what, what they're trying to do up in Antrim. Uh, Will you tell us about that? Because that, that's the bit, right? Um, like, we've, we've covered the, the casement story over the years here and we've seen the mm -hmm. footage and finally something's happening and um, we would have covered the Antrim team more over the last couple of years just because we had a, a, had a relationship 
pre-existing with their their manager and like it was always really interesting to hear him talk about the quality of footballer and what they were trying to do and they, they achieved a lot over the last couple of years um, so what was it that you heard that you thought I'm interested in this now uh, well I suppose I, I, I look at even just look at the the bare facts of it I mean the population of, of, of Antrim I think is the second biggest population in the country now obviously not everyone up there would be massive GA fans uh, but even if you're half it, still a decent over three hundred thousand. Uh, you know, it's still it's still a very decent population. Organisation-wise, they seem very organised. Uh, they seem well funded as regards being able to look after the team. The facilities that they have are, you know, second to none. The geography of of the county itself would mean that. There's nobody any more than, say, 35 minutes away from a training centre. In a lot of ways, it's like Dublin. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, structurally. Uh, you have the body, the club, club scene up there is still very, very strong, very, very competitive. Uh, and I suppose the challenge is to get them playing to, you know, the limits of, of what they're capable of. Uh, also, I think that you know Enda and, and and Stevie, the work they've done in the last couple of years, have done a fair bit bit of, of heavy lifting, and uh, they look like they look like the the culture, the attitude towards what they what they're capable of seems to be changing. Uh, the Casement Park situation that's exciting too for for anybody you know in, in Gaelic games at all. I mean to to have history like that and, and to, you know a project like that is is uh, is exciting should get an awful lot of people on board they uh, they have the saffron business business community up there getting a lot of people behind the behind the gaelic games up there and they are very passionate you know the the the, the half that do support ga up there are very very passionate about their about their games so all in all i i uh, i got persuaded Maybe I was easily persuaded, I don't know, but uh, it was never, probably never going to be a, a, a another team from Leinster. Wasn't going to be a team in Division 2. Uh, so I guess it, it, it ticked a good few boxes. Were you surprised at yourself how you decided, yeah, after all of that, yeah, I'm going back in? Did, you, did, you, did, did one half of Andy McIntyre talk to the other half and say, what are you doing here? Like, Cop on to yourself. No, sure. that, that, you know, the, the, the two halves, or the three halves, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're always talking to each other there. Sometimes they just don't make sense. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got to go, you know, you, you, you write down the pros and the cons, and you talk to, you talk to a lot of the, the important stakeholders, you know. Uh, my wife, Catherine, being, being, uh, being, one. One of, being one of those. You know, after two or three weeks, she was probably going, "Oh my God, I'd wish he'd wish he'd go out and train somebody or or go somewhere." Uh, I bought you new golf clubs. Uh, <laughs> I did that. Yeah, that only goes for. <laughs> she gets fed up with me playing golf too. Uh, yeah, look at. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you've unfinished business? Is that a, like as an intercounty manager that, um, like, your time was horribly interrupted with COVID, and then the situation at me in the last year was obviously difficult with the county board situation that actually a clear run at it with the full support of everybody from the get-go taking on board all the lessons you've learned when it's normal times and you can have training sessions and you can go meet people for coffee do you feel like you, you didn't fully scratch the itch of what it means to be an inter-county manager? No, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that I mean, uh, I, you know I didn't face any more difficult times than anybody else so, I mean, you know, that's that's the way it was. I didn't. I don't feel. Uh, I don't feel hard done by. by you know, the last couple of years, uh, we've. You know, I've had six great years with the lads. Uh, I know. I know most of them from from a, from a very young age. So I mean, that was definitely something that I always wanted to do. I, I don't think that's the case. I mean, I think I just. I like. I like doing. Uh, I like doing what I do. Uh, Jack O'Connor's talking about it basically being a semi-professional gig and the amount of, of um, organisational and, and backroom team and management. Like it, yeah. it, For him, it doesn't sound like it's a burden, obviously, especially not now that he's not doing the travelling. 
Um, you will be doing a bit of travelling, but it's not too bad to, to Belfast. No, uh, I keep I keep can keep telling Catherine it's an hour and a half, but it's possibly a little bit more. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Look, at, I mean, it's it's not it it's not a hard drive. You know, you're you're on the you're on the motorway pretty much the whole way up up to Jordanstown. Uh, I really, I, I'm really excited about about the uh, the facilities up there and 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 the backup team that they have around them. I mean, they have they have a full a full time strength and conditioning guy up there, Brendan Murphy. Fantastic experience of all all the uh, availability of 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 the sports science unit in in, in Jordanstown. So, you know, that bit in itself, I just love to see where you can get to with a bunch of fellas who are uh, who are totally committed. There was the potential, really, that in, in yeah, that's I, I think I think that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. What is the potential? Ah, oh, the potential is 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 the same as it is for for any talented group of fellas. The potential is 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 endless. It it, all, it just depends on uh, on how much you want to put into it, uh, and how much it means to you. And what you're prepared to uh, sacrifice it's like it's like any other team it's as we all know it's it's a very competitive uh, place out there but up in up in Ulster in particular so it's a bear I suppose the Talshan Cup the narrative has changed for a county like Antrim a bit now where you see you know the, there are there are those kind of layers of what you want to achieve beyond the league yeah well there's there, there's three avenues of success really I mean there's the championship itself there's there's the league and now there's the Talshan Cup so there's you know there's there's three ways that you could have a you could have a decent year, or a decent couple of years. Mm. So that in itself has got to be you know an incentive to to guys who are wondering, you know, where where can this get to? Can you become a bit of a voice for Casement as well in terms of your role? Because I th- like I think in fairness, it, off the ball have covered it, but it's there's, there's probably a bit of a partitionist divide in terms of the south not, not realizing how much of a Calamity! This has been really like I was. At, I think I was at one of the last games there when they beat Galway by a point in twenty eleven, maybe twenty twelve. One of the last games, and um, it's just sad. Like you could tell how passionate they were, as you say, and it was just yeah. really sad the disrepair. Yeah, and 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 I think if if uh, if you could get the team on a bit of a roll and you get you get a you get a bit of success, uh, I, I mean, I think the support levels from from all you know. Uh, sectors of the community uh, would and and could get behind it. So I mean, I think that in that mm. itself could could be a massive, uni- massive unifying. You know, absolutely, right? everything. Yeah, sure. it, it, well, it, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of possibilities here. One last question for you: Have you got a backroom team sorted yet, or is that something that will happen over? No, we're well? just finalising a few bits and pieces. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, a defensive coach from the north, perhaps. It's, they're very very on vogue. Sure, that's the only place you can get a defensive <laughs> coach. <isn't it? laughs> Uh, well, listen, we wish you the very best of luck with it. Who's going to win on Sunday? You're close to saying Galway. Yeah. I, 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 I think there's a couple of possibilities. I think if, if, if Kerry came out and really, really, you know, hit the ground running, there could be a bit in it. If it goes, it goes down the wire and going for Galway in a close one. Right, well, it'll be a cracker if that's the case. Andy, we wish you the very best of luck in Antrim. Yeah. Thanks very much for joining Thanks, us. In Sorry for today. being a bit late. No, you're grand. The traffic's not great. Uh, we've got uh, Lee Keegan standing by. We're going to get to him in a second. Here's Vinnie Perth on last night's show talking about how League of Ireland clubs are selling their better players to clubs abroad too cheaply. It is, it is a difficult one and we're losing a lot of talent for small money. Um, like Danny Mandro gone for, for 30,000. Makes no sense to me. I don't know the ins and outs of the deal, but um, I had a similar situation where someone came in for a really important player belonged to Dundalk. Um, I rowed with our with our ownership, uh, similar size fee. Insisted he didn't play, he didn't leave, and he was instrumental in us beating um, uh, the talent side last year, which made maybe four 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 hundred and fifty thousand pound for the club. And uh, almost, he scored two goals. So you work out who I'm talking about. Almost knocked out uh, Vitesse Arnhem. And by holding on to that player, uh, the investment in him and, and staying away from that money was well worth it. So it, it is judgment calls. The club have to be brave, particularly the clubs in Europe. If you're still in Europe, you can't let your players go for cheap. I'm wondering out loud here, the 
exit clauses, the, the the escape clauses we've seen in terms of like numbers, they're all in around, they seem near in around the five figures. Promise I'm a share, from what I hear, is five figures. It's going to be add-ons. The, Danny Mandry was 30 grand, which became pretty public. Like, it's a vicious cycle because that kind of money, if a club comes in and offers the, the opportunity to the player, it behooves the player to listen to the opportunity that's available to them. But similarly, the club are getting stung for, like if Rovers progress in Europe, like the 30 grand is like not doesn't compare to the money they could get if they progress in Europe. So you want to hang on to the player, you also want to pr- progress in Europe. But if you don't hang on to the player, you're not going to progress in Europe. So you're going to end up with a lesser sum of money. Yeah, that's uh, the lads talking last night. You can get that podcast uh, on the OTB Football Show podcast as well. Now, I'm delighted to say Lee Keegan is with us. Lee, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Here, how things? How are you? Good. Uh, Johnny Ward has been excitedly trying to uh, build up the courage to ask you the question that he asked you already, but he just wants an answer this time. Go on. Yeah, who are you up for on Sunday anyway, Lee? It's not always the question I get asked first ever. Like, uh, <laughs> do I need to support somebody? Can I not watch it from a neutral perspective? You can, you yeah. can. Yeah, if they could both lose. You know, I think there's there's many of us in that boat. But you see, there will be the neutral perspective. But then, like, if there's a point in it or it's level and it's going into injury time, whether you're neutral or not, you're not neutral, and something will come to the fore of your heart. What will that depends, be? Depends how many beers I've had on board before <laughs> I say it. So if I've had a few, it could go anyway. Like. But, um, <laughs> Ah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big supporter of any of going to games. I, I do like to watch it when you, unless I'm out teams at all. I'm not really a massive supporter of, of a team, but I like taking notes of what's going on around and players play well and matchups and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not necessarily, I'm going to be a politician. I'm not going to specifically select who I'm supporting because I'm not really supporting anyone. You see, after the game Sunday, like uh, TJ Reid and Lynch, and you know, there's obviously huge respect among inter county players in general like would you know many of the Galway lads would you know many of the Kerry lads like would you be texting anyone sort of after the game are you friendly with any of them um, I know the likes of Comer well I've got to know over the last couple of years um, just on social media and after games obviously I suppose we are close rivals and neighbours so I mean it's you come across these boys quite regularly um, and my brother no kidding me did well I know a couple of other guys like Hyderk and works with a couple of them as well so like even Keen O'Neill like he was our, our selector you know and I mm-hmm. worked with Board Choice well on the international rules like I've been throwing these guys a text wish them all the best you know because I suppose I got messed up these guys over the years when we didn't find the mail. So I think it's only nice that you know we show a bit of respect back. And in terms of Kerry lads, not so much. Probably um, they're probably a different generation to what, what I, I would have known. The likes of David Moore and that night when they came through. And probably the likes of Clifford Sean O'Shea. That's another one we played against in the last couple of years. But wouldn't know them on a real personal level. But again, I got I got to see them live in action, so I know how good they are in terms of what they're doing for Kerry. So. Um, just looking forward to seeing these guys kind of show their stuff on the biggest stage is, is what I'm looking forward to to be honest but yeah like I mean that's it was great to see the likes of you know you're looking at probably the two greatest hurlers in the, in the last few years Keane Lynch and TJ Reid and you can see that kind of respect between both and um, it's just nice a nice moment uh, touch moment to see that they respect each other much after a big game like that What, what does Keane bring to that goal we set up? Um, well, I suppose if you look at his record, he, he he's brought them to a final. He's done that with most teams, to be honest. Mm. Probably it's like there, but he brought them there to a, a good level as well. So I think it's just his knowledge of the game, his setup, um, and I suppose because he's been around quite a while with different teams, uh, and he's probably know he knows a, a lot of the personnel he's come up against. He, he knows their traits and and probably how to beat them. That's probably a huge plus for Galway. So he took on us, um, and and he set up pretty well, and I am. Um, and obviously Gordo with the Pai Tally factor as well will be huge next day as well. So I just think Keane brings he brings this kind of very much air of confidence around around the squad. And I remember when we came in in 12 with Keane, it was very new to ourselves. He's not afraid, he's not shy to stop his authority and set out his stall straight away. So I think that's really suited Gordo and their style. Uh, I don't think he's one to take a backward step. Uh, I say when he came in, he, he did set a stall like pretty early and he doesn't care what way you set up or how if it works and it wins, he's happy. It's all, it is a results-driven results-driven game. So I think Ian just brought that probably even that bit of physical edge to Galway and maybe that people have talked about over the last year that it was missing. You know, people always thought that Galway probably been excellent footballers, really flair attackers, but they kind of have that bit of steel about them this year. And especially down the stretch, maybe if you looked at their bad game and. And even the dairy game to a degree when things weren't going well, you probably would have thought maybe Galway were, were going to suffer a little bit, but they never panicked. They looked, they actually looked quite comfortable at times. Uh, even in their mag game, although it was pandemonium, you still felt that Galway had that bit extra if they needed it. And I think that's down to the key and key and no need factor. Is, is it partly also a defensive structure? Because 
you know, obviously when Joyce came in, he was like, oh, we're going to we're going to kick our way to the All Ireland, and then uh, everything happened since, and they've actually gone significantly back in terms of uh, the old year under Kevin Walsh, which was supposed to be repudiated by everything that Joyce was doing. And then O'Neill comes in and suddenly the defensive structure seems to appear. I don't know if that's like a coincidence or if he's actually centrally involved in that. Uh, I think he'd be centrally involved in that. Um, Keane's a big voice. He's a big personality. So I think that's a lot of that's around Keane's personality as well. So he knows. I think it, it, to be honest, what it does with Galway, it does suit Galway. I know we're talking about their attack and they have that in their armory, but... I think for goal, I think they look so much more comfortable in the way they're playing. And I look at the players like Kieran Malloy, Daly, and um, even these lads, they look so much more confident in the way they're playing the football. Um, and then I think, you know, I think there is way more in Shane Wells to come. I think Kenshi could have a massive game Sunday. I think he was quite quiet the last few games, albeit his freeze have been huge for Gola. Um, and he's getting the best of the likes of Rob Finley, Kenny McDade. These boys probably who weren't seeing huge amount of game time over the last three, four, five years are now some of their mainstays in the team. And I think that's down to the fact that Pork and Keane have, have come to probably a good agreement of how goalers should play. And and it's not like, I mean, we're talking about them set up defensively, but they're still putting up quite good tallies of scoring. Um, so I, I actually seen something on social media last night that like their their average score per game is something like two seventeen. So like that's still a big score to, to be putting up. Um, I think Kerry at something like one seventeen. So it's 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 going to be a tight tight game in terms of that. So like I mean I know we're talking about goal up in defensive, but they're still racking big tallies of scores. So I mean their their offensive side of things is quite good as well. So it's not like they're over reliant on, on defensive play. Albeit now it'll be very interesting to hear they're going to set up from the start against Kerry on Sunday with with Kerry's attack. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because um, listening to uh, Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue talking about what's going to happen with Clifford, um, James O'Donoghue thinks as captain, Sean Kelly will be in the meeting saying, I'm going to take the responsibility on, I'm going to be the leader because, you know, he, he's supposed to go up against Clifford. Uh, that's the way the teams will be named. And if he doesn't, it's some kind of a, a signal to Kerry that actually we've had to make changes and move off our spot. Is that the right thing to do? Is it is it like important to kind of go, yeah, it's fine, I can do this as captain? Or does that matter? Should it actually just be whoever is the best marker goes on Clifford? I would definitely agree it has to be the best marker. I, I don't think it can be a, like a leadership thing that I, like I'm going to say I'm going to mark Clifford that necessarily is not going to be a good matchup. Um, albeit, it's great that he can step up and say that. But I don't think it's going to be a, a set thing where one guy... It's going to take maybe a, a, a double team, maybe at times. Like there'll be probably a set guy, Mark Clifford. Be it Sean, it could be Sean Kelly, it could be himself. I don't know. So trying to figure that one out. But they're, they're going to be have to a lot of support, or especially from the halfback line in terms of Kieran Malloy and Daly dropping back into that space to help out. So it's not going to be just a one v one matchup where we're all going to say who's going to come out on top because if it is, then Clifford's going to get on top. That's just the reality. Like he, he can mark Clifford as well as he can, but the reality is he's probably going to still clip you for three, four, five points, and that's probably a good day for defenders. So I think it's not just going to be a one v one. I think it is going to be a lot of a lot of case where a lot of the goal, I suppose, support guys who are, are dropping back are going to help out if it's going to be Sean Kelly or himself or or Jack Len. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a case where we're just going to see a one v one matchup for the full game. Will they see? Will they look at the Dublin game and maybe particularly the second half and learn from that? Um. I definitely the thing I, I'd worry probably from that point of view and that, it's a, probably a really positive for a goal is that if Gold were still in the game 10 minutes in the second half Kerry were blowing quite hard in that game in, against Dublin so I think that's a huge source of positivity for Gold uh, and I don't think Gold are going to lack fitness or belief from that point of view so I think if they if they were in touch of distance in the game and listen and that could mean Clifford or Sean O'Shea or Paulie these guys have already clipped two or three points but it doesn't matter if they're still within a score or, or four or five points going into the into the third quarter or late into the fourth quarter. I think they have a massive chance because Kerry it, like they exhausted a huge amount of energy up to that third quarter against Dublin. And, and I, I, it's funny. I, I read somewhere like Shawnee Shade no pressure taking that kick. I think he had every bit of pressure to take that kick because I thought if he missed that, they win extra time, lose extra time. Yeah, they lose. They lose extra time. Were you I, surprised I by that league? Because they did look. I don't think it was a mental thing. They looked physically shot at the end. I think they just put so much into the first 40, 45 minutes, to be honest. I, I think they went so hard for, for them 45 minutes and, and they just seemed to, to stop. It was like they, it was like they were getting lined up and they were falling down. Like I never seen so many bodies in the last 10, 5, 10 minutes. So again, I, I don't have a shock. I, I like I take in the factor that the weather was warm, full house, all that kind of stuff. But like I, I just I to be honest, the longer the game went on, the more I seen Dublin win that game. So I think 
that that is a concern for Jack these two weeks. Now, listen, you're not going to get any fitter or stronger or faster in these two weeks. I mean, the biggest thing for Kerry after a game of that that magnitude, and, and I suppose as Jack said, it was an emotional roller coaster. Is that it's just trying to get them grinding out for the for the last two weeks, and particularly these few days now, just getting the group together and make sure they're nice and relaxed going into the weekend because. I don't think it's much to do, but I do think it's a it's a huge source of confidence for Galway if they if they have them in the game in Belfast that they'll see a huge opportunity to take them down. Uh, the other thing that um, has come up a lot is will there be high ball lorried in on top of the Galway goalkeeper and the Galway full back line given that Armagh got a lot of joy out of that in the last uh, eight ten minutes of, of that match Derry didn't try it at all for whatever reason we have seen them have uh, issues with it uh, even in the Connacht Championship as well um, I, I assume they will do that because at various stages in that first half against Dublin Sean O'Shea was playing left corner forward and well, he was certainly in that left corner forward position and they were dragging defenders with him. One stage, James McCarthy was back marking him. I was like, that's not really where Dublin want James McCarthy. And yeah. you had Clifford and Sean O'Shea in there. It's like, like all Kerry have to do at that stage. Let's just see. Let's just see what the nerves are like in that Galway full back line. Would you try that early on if you're Kerry? I would, yes. Um, and just if you're looking at the Derry game, for instance, I like was saying, I suppose Galway looked quite nervy in the first 10, 15 minutes against Derry. And it's totally, totally normal, I suppose, it's a big game. Um, so I'd be, at any chance, I'd be looking to get ball into Clifford, Sean O'Shea, if it's Paul Gini or Killian Spland that are in there as well, I, I'd be looking to get them early and just see where Galway were at straight away. I suppose the good thing for Kerry, they've, they've been here before, they've, they've been in big finals. So, I think they'll be used to that kind of the atmosphere and, and the all out uh, final prep. So, if I were David Moran or Joe O'Connor uh, or even Jack Barry starting next day, I'd be getting ball in as quick as possible, just just to see where ball are at or how they're feeling. Uh, and if you get a couple of scores off it, then then it could be could be um, a, a tough first half for for Gola. But that's the big question, I suppose. Who's going to start midfield for for Kerry? They're going to look at Dave Moran, or is it going to be Jack back Jack Barry or Jeremy Connor? So, but those boys need to get ball in ASAP. And I think Paulie Clifford's a smart enough player where he recognise that too. Um, and he's a big game player for for Kerry. So, and he's one of the guys they always look at him. He has the head up, looking inside to see can he get ball in straight away. So it's definitely going to be a um, a big factor for Kerry in the first few minutes. See how much ball they can get into them two boys. So, uh, let's expect that to happen. Uh, can Galway? Is it possible that they have fixed that? in the intervening period that obviously they know this is coming and so therefore you prepare for it and like it's a confidence thing I suspect as much as anything it's not like technique they you know they, they know how to defend high balls they just yeah. for whatever reason the confidence went for that particular 10-15 minutes yeah, same with Dublin though at any time like, I suppose I remember they were putting the ball that Clifford caught in the first half it was just a lovely diagonal ball uh, 50-50 contest between Simons and, and Clifford and you know, Clifford came into office so I mean, that, there's a huge scope there for Kerry. And I remember when we played Kerry back in 14, David Moore and, and Danny Factor, it was just get the ball into that diagonal on the D. Uh, even if he doesn't catch clean, you remember James Dunn who come off on, the, on, a, on a loop, or and that could be a Sean O'Shea now. Like, like Sean O'Shea and Clifford, they're, they're big lads. They're not small lads, they're tall men. Like So, I mean, it's definitely a, it's definitely a tactic I've used early on in the game, especially if you a bit nervy going into that game. So, I mean, I'd be test that out. And even the Conor Gleeson factor as well. I mean... You know, Kerry get a couple of early scores. I, I suspect that Kerry going to really attack Leeson's kickouts next day as well. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a massive squeeze. And I remember we play Kerry as well. They do this kind of, it's like a 4-4, four, four, nearly two. They set up four inside, four half forward, and, and two in the middle. So if you see that early on, you can see there's going to be a massive squeeze in Conor Gleeson. And if they get that pressure on early and, and they win that battle, it could be a tough couple of opening minutes for, for Gola. But again, I do think with the Gola factor, I don't think the panic, that's the one the guy knows a Gola this year particularly. And, and that's that's then poor Joyce and Key, and I suppose they, they're they pretty comfortable going behind. Uh, you know, the win training behind Derek Lasse, albeit they're playing quite poor, they actually never look like they're pressing the panic button. So, I do suspect that Gola will get into the game, but I mean, that's going to be a huge factor for Kerry. If they can get on top early and see how much they can get ahead, we would see a Gola react so, in the same manner. Would you be more worried from a Galway's perspective about the kickouts then? Because, like, I mean, that's going to be so important. Like, whoever whoever has most of the ball probably wins. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a, a big talking point in the Gola camp this week. Uh, I suppose... Derry didn't really push them that uh, just it was a Derry game plan. I mean, we, we knew, you know, I suppose they're, they're set up at that stage. Uh, and if, if Gola got ahead, then how would Derry going to react? And, and unfortunately, didn't have a game plan for that. So I don't think it's going to be the same case. I do think Kerry are going to really attack Leeson's kick at the next day. And actually, funny enough, I think Kerry could do the same on Shane Ryan. Uh, they'll see that as um, maybe 
maybe a source income from themselves as well that they put a bit of pressure on Shane Ryan from time to time so yeah he reacts on the big day as well but I do think Kerry when it's sniff blood there I think it's one there it's one of their key traits now in the last couple of years that it's a high press that four four two type press and Gold go long then Lee or I think Paul but I, I think Gold are good at midfield then Paul Conroy who can fetch fantastic ball but the, the key is it's just if a David Moore is, is uh, Paul Conroy we know I go David Moore's in there as well so that's that's a big big 50-50 battle as well so um, but then we're not having to watch them to go long if there's something short you know like that's that's, that's like I suppose if you go a risk point of view and take on something short it doesn't go well you know we know the 14 final as someone said Durkin had nearly a full set of year of no mistakes on kickouts and the one kickout that went astray was a goal so um I mean, safety first sometimes has to take over everything and you just have to default and go along and, and let the boys fight edge for 50-50 ball. And sometimes that's, it's the best thing to do. Get the ball as far away from your goal as possible, especially if the likes of a cliff or the top early, just get away from, from the danger zone as quick as possible. If you're trying to make the case for a Galway win, right, so obviously we, we've talked about the difficulties that they have in defence, but what what, uh, what will they be trying to inflict on Kerry? And when do they, when do, they do it? Because we just a bit of a debate earlier with Andy McEntee and... Um, you know, he expects the first half to be super cagey. But part of me thinks if Galway are going to win this, actually a fast start is incredibly important to them in a way that it wasn't against Derry. Yeah. Um, well, I think if Galway starts like they did against Derry, um, then it could be a tough, tough half. I mean, like I suppose Derry have nowhere near the same quality as Kerry, obviously. Uh, but you just think of Kerry's attack and the way they're playing at the moment in terms of that, that upper half. Uh, I think Kerry could reign if. Goal to start the way. I don't expect all that to be that cage. I hope, I hope they come out, set the stall early, uh, and see how Kerry reacts. Uh, I don't think Gawler are going to set up in a way that they're going to let Kerry attack them. I just don't think that's going to work for Gawler. I think there is going to have to be some degree of risk in this game. I just don't think they can play safe not to win. Um, it is a final at the end of the day. I mean, you, you can you can hold on for so long, but I just think with Kerry, even Kerry's bench, they've a lot of a lot of quality in in, in their attacking zone. So. I'd like to see like the Shane Walsh or Homer or Kid McDay just break the line early, get a couple of scores. Particularly Shane Walsh, I want to see him take on his man a bit more. Uh, albeit it's going to be very difficult. I know I, I, I sense the likes of Thomas Sullivan's going to be struck soon, and that could be a good matchup. But there is so much more in Shane Walsh Army that I think we need to see it in, in on Sunday. And um, particularly, I know McCluskey did a fine man marking role on the last day, but and Comer obviously had a, had a good day but they're going to need the likes of their leaders like that to step up the next day so I, I do think Paul Joy is going to have a good game plan in terms of he's going to attack Kerry straight away I just don't think they can sit back and, and let Kerry dictate certain conditions early on because I just think I think Kerry are just too good um, so just to have, give Gola any any um, any chance of winning I, and I, I generally honestly give Gola a great chance of winning I said if, if they're down the stretch and there's a score to win it they'll, they'll see a huge opportunity but I suppose, as you said, it's the start, it's the first half. How close can they beat Kerry or can they even get ahead of Kerry to give them that chance? Seems to be, just looking at the weather forecast, seems to be a reasonable prospect of rain as well as some contrast to the hurling like any what, what do you do in terms of coaching there if it is greasy ball remember that epic goal we carry from what year was Michael Meehan 2014 08 was it that long god my years are all over the shop we we had him on last week and one of the great performances in defeat I suppose in Core Park yes. but Actually, Kerry and Gaul have played in the Super 8s on a bad day as well. Mm. And Gaul came out on top on that day as well. And not the same guys are playing from, I know, albeit the likes of Clifford Shawnee, these lads are a bit younger, but Gaul came out on top that day and they, they played really well. So that could, that could be a huge factor in that. And that was a rain so Co Park that day as well. So, I mean, there is that source of confidence if the weather isn't so good. Yeah. Um, do you just but get... again, your game plan does have to alter a little bit. Like, mm. I mean, not hugely, but obviously you're taking conditions as a defender. Do you, do you play that bit safer? Do you play your, instead of playing maybe side to side or maybe some guys like to play in front that I, you have to think as a defender, but I play maybe that yard behind. I don't get turned or spun or I might slip. You know, even you seen Brendan Rogers last day on cover, he slipped and it was, it was a lovely day. You know? mm. So you maybe go a bit more default safety first as a defender and, and you play that bit safer. So therefore, and that's just taking into conditions. And we know Cove Park on a really wet day. It is it's like an ice rink at time. So that does play a big factor in, in terms of defenders and, and how to defend. And I think that, that, that'll pay into some of the guys next day. From, from, from your perspective, Lee, because like, like Mayo went to Cove Park so many times, won games there, lost games there. Like, what, what's Galway's mentality in that these players have very, very little experience of Cove Park um, and the, their experience of it this year are effectively... 
um, two victories that were you know in the balance you could say uh, certainly uh, at times in the game and they came through it whereas like the Mayo perspective was um, I don't, was was there like a kind of a mental weight in terms of the, the expectation that Mayo could win All-Ireland is it is it different for Galway if that makes sense um, to a degree I, I don't necessarily agree with it like I mean our expectation was always to win um, I mean and if you don't have that expectation then I, don't, I, I wouldn't see the point of playing you don't quite play it to be second best uh, unfortunately we were on the and then the both sides down off and on, we were on the right side in finals so our, but our expectation was always going to win be it Crow Park or anywhere so but I think the beauty for Galway um, coming into the final is they haven't been in the, in the final 20 years so there's none of that baggage with this current group um, and as you said they've come through two Ulster teams and I think anytime you get over Ulster teams it, it, you're doing a good job and I mean particularly Armagh game Armagh were kind of their own favourites going to that game so we're going to come out on the right side of that in Crow Park um, is a big testament to Court Joyce and how he's got his guys playing for him. Um, so I don't necessarily think it's going to be a huge factor for Gola. My biggest factor for Gola is the nerves uh, and even watching the studio um, for the semi-final, it looked very nervy in the legs in the first 10 to 2 minutes. And again, it's very understandable. But when you're coming up against a team like Kerry, you have the experience, you, you can't wait around for 10 to 15 minutes because the game will pass away straight away. So... That's my biggest factor. I don't think the factor of Cole Park and all that kind of stuff. I think Port Joyce is smart enough and he knows the game well enough and he's been there and he's done it. I think that'll be all reviewed and psychology, that'll be all out of the way early. I just think it's get your legs right for the first time. And it's easier said than done. It's a massive day. We all understand that, but you can't wait around for Kerry for 10 or 15 minutes so that the game's going to get away from that. In a, in a word, who's going to win? I'm back in Kerry by three or four, but... I do have this inkling of goaler again. I keep saying if they're down the stretch and the game's in the balance, I, I have this inkling of goaler for Pippen. But at the moment, I'm just back and carry just slightly based on four power and the Jack Connor factor in these bits and pieces. So, yeah, that makes sense. Enjoy the game, Lee. Great to have you with us. Thanks a million. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Always great to have Lee Keegan on talking to us about um, the ins and outs of the game. Uh, interesting stuff. It's, I think the 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 key word there he mentioned without suggesting that Mayo. Um, didn't believe was baggage and Galway don't have any baggage going into this final um, you keep talking yourself into this every, every, every part of you is like it's like you've read The Secret and you're trying to manifest this All-Ireland victory Galway football has been in a strange place sir, since I mean we spoke about like it's hard to describe what 1998 was like in, in Galway that, that was just such an amazing time and we had these marquee, beautiful footballers, um, including Park Joyce. And we had a county that was like so behind them. And it was amazing. 2001, that's it. 2001 was a lot more chilled out from what I remember because we were sort of expecting success. <laughs> and it's very, very hard to believe. And there's, there's definitely been a, a lot of people in the county who fell out of love with modern football in terms of yeah. always inability to a, a, adapt. And it, it took Galway a long, long time. And I think we've had Kevin Walsh on a couple of times. Kevin was caught between a rock and a hard place where he came from the old tradition but had to make Galway into a far more defensive team as you mentioned Porrick Joyce didn't try to sort of marry marry the two of them and maybe play more expansive but he's had to go back a little bit but it's only now I think that Galway football fans are back somewhere to like it was in 98 where that they, they really are behind the team again because a lot of the traditionists in Galway and it's not like oh we're great in Galway but a lot of the traditionists in Galway really struggled with the way we were playing Alright OTBIM brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day here's what we got on OTB Sports Radio for you today 1 o'clock OTB Gold is an Irish football special with Shea Given uh, Niall Quinn and Jason McAteer our latest episode of Koi Gig for the Euros is live from 3 o'clock today retro panel dealing with disappointment OTB Gold is Gooch the autobiography and the show is live tonight with Brian O'Driscoll joining there'll be an All-Ireland final preview special alongside Colin Boyle and Enda McGinley as well you can follow Off the Ball across our social channel subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to download the OTB Sports app for the very latest in sports content and analysis we're back after the break with the 2014 All-Ireland winner Barry John Keane of Kerry first here's Jack O'Connor talking ahead of the final and the threat that is Galway's Damien Comer. His boat play may be a similar style. You've brought in maybe that more defensive tactic. Is that something that Paddy Talley has brought in this year? A lot of people would throw his name around when we mentioned um, working defensively because last year I think they were the questions that people asked to Kerry that defensively they weren't strong enough. Uh, yeah, look, we have, we have, we have uh, three or four of us involved in the coaching and we all, we all contribute our own areas, but... Yeah, we look. We've been happy enough with our defence this year that we've we've been a bit a bit tighter and a bit sounder. But you know, Galway have some serious firepower and and uh, have a lethal full forward line, so that system will be well tested Sunday. 
How do you stop Damien Comer? Uh, not easily, not easily. No, he's a powerful man, very direct, and uh, you know was very, very good in the in 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 the semi-final against a, a renowned defence like 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 Derry. So he's going to take serious watching. And they've a lot of experience on the line with Porrick Joyce. They have, and Keane O'Neill. You know, yeah. both both who've been at the cutting edge of this thing, um, and uh, you know they they won't they won't lack there. But they're they're an impressive team, and they're. They're a team that are improving all the time, so we're under no illusions about this one. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Right, we're delighted to be joined by the former Kerry footballer Barry John Keane ahead of the 2022 GA All-Ireland Senior Football Championship Final which takes place this Sunday in Croke Park alongside former Galway player Gary Sice. Barry John teamed up with AIB to look ahead to one of the hashtag the toughest matches of the year between Galway and Kerry. For updates on the match, exclusive content and behind-the-scenes action from the Football Championship follow AIB GA on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Barry John, how are you getting on? Thank you, Ben. Um, you've been poked and prodded by the media for the last 24 hours uh, what, what's the general tone of the line of questioning is it basically like how much are you going to win by um, no no, I'm, I'm kind of new to this now so um, <laughs> I'm not doing too bad so far um, no as the week goes on um, I watched the two games back um, I think people are underestimating Galway but I think as I said already if Kerry bring the performance that is needed I think they, they should have enough they, we just had Lee Keegan on and and uh, himself and Johnny were both making the point that the first 40-45 minutes of the game against Dublin took a lot out of them and uh, they were not out on their feet but certainly Dublin came back into it part of me thinks that that is Kerry's ambition this year is to try and kill teams early to just reach a level of intensity that's so difficult for the opposition to live with that they've built that lead and in the case against Dublin it wasn't quite enough to get them over the line they needed some heroics from Shawnee in the last uh, seconds but is, the, is that is there a feeling that like actually if Kerry do get a lead they'll be able to manage a game um, yeah I suppose in, in the last year they, the, the, the only test they probably did get was the Dublin game Um the, the Mayo game, if you look back on it, the first 15 minutes, Mayo were in the game and they got their purple patch and I suppose they didn't take their chances. Now, if Conroy and O'Donnell were there, who were their main marksmen, they might have um, they might have made the game more interesting going down the last going down the last 15 minutes. But in the Dublin game, over the last 10 years, every time you meet them, you know the purple patch is coming. So you have to just, I don't know, ride it out maybe. Um, the goal, if Shawnee got the penalty... It would have given them a bit more breathing space. They might have been able to set up a bit differently. But I think they plugged away. Um, they didn't force anything in the last 20 minutes. Um, they kept possession. They took their scores. There might have been goal chances on my party. It was true, but he took a point. He knew how uh, clinical that would have been. And look, the Dub- Dublin are, are, are champions seven or eight times for no reason. They brought it back. And luckily enough, we got the rubber green with the, the free at the end. Mostly we, it, it was on the other side for the last few years. Are you concerned about Galway? Um, yeah, I'll, to be to be honest, I think they're well set up. Um, I think the Galway, the Galway that we were we were used to show the last ten minutes of extra time against Armagh, they were up was it six or seven points, and they they just they just left them back into it. Um, they held on an extra time, getting over that with the penalties was probably massive. But especially the last day, it was kind of similar Galway the last few years. They're down three points, a bit shaky, but they they, they held to the game plan. Um, they got in for all, and it, even though it was a draw, it seemed like they were in the driving seat, and they, they took the game into their own uh, control then and sought out. So they're just going to be coming in with loads of confidence. I don't think they're going to think, oh, we have a free shot here. Um, they're still going to be hurt. I know it's a while back, but Kerry gave them uh, a demolition in Tralee. Mm. So they're going to learn a few things. And as I just heard there, Jack said... Um, Padre Joyce is around a long while. Keane O'Neill has been with all the top teams, so he'll have his homework his homework done for Kerry as well. Are, are Kerry in any way bruised from last year when obviously, you know, they were basically supposed to win the All-Ireland and it just collapsed on them? Um, I don't think so. Look, uh, after big losses like that and even at any level, you'll probably dissect it for a week and you can't just live off it. You try to learn off it, take a few things out of it and, uh, and just move on and improve it. And I, I said if they, they, fre- they freshened up, they freshened up the, the management, the two players have come in and 
I think they'll just put last year last year behind them and try to improve. And, and they have, to be fair, I know they haven't been tested in Munster and um, probably the Dublin game is the only real test they've had. So the next day, it's going to bring different... The lads are going to set up well, Galway, and if Comer and Shane Walsh can, can put in a performance that people know they can, it, it, it could go down to the stretch. But if Kerry get in control of their two main forwards and they can get enough possession into the lads, then it, Kerry, Kerry should, should be OK. It's mad looking at that game in Tralee, May 15, 2021. Kerry 4-21, Galway 11 points. Sensational Clifford grabs 3-6 so he got 15 points go he got 11 and uh, I mean is is there any relevance at all now yeah, to, yeah, is that, there... that could totally happen again this well, weekend that's like that is on the cards this is the coming out party for the greatest footballer of all time to, over to and, you John yeah I can but if you go back to last year Tyrone kind of got the same the same touch in um, Killarney did they consider 6 or 7 goals and then COVID, COVID hit and there was a bit of a break and then Kerry probably were waiting around for two weeks when Tyrone got their their break and it was rescheduled and look, they got caught in the top. Kerry had the chances that day, they had goal chances they didn't take and Tyrone got into extra time and scored scored the big scores at clinical time. So uh, it's, it can be controlled in a way. I think Kerry has set up better uh, in the last few years. I think they're more, um, I wouldn't say defensively, but they're, they're, they're being... Paddy Taddy probably has brought, implemented a more tactic and tried to break on the counter. Galway have done the same. Um, Derry would have tested that. Um, I thought Derry were probably my team as a championship coming out of Ulster. And to be fair, for the first 40 minutes, they looked fine. But then Galway just took over. So that's a big that's a big plus for Galway that they might have gone up another level as well. So it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. What's the build-up been like down there? You're, you're notoriously chilled out about all aspects of life down there. Yeah, the, the years I was involved, it was probably a bit more. No, I was in the probably in the bubble, but there was more atmosphere. But I think, I think Kerry know they, they they got over Dublin, but the job isn't done yet. So um, maybe this week now we'll pick up a little bit. But there's other than tickets, there's not much. There's not much talk other than maybe Gavin White is touching go. And other than that, there's there's nothing coming out of the camp. Yeah, we're hearing Gavin White's probably going to be fit to play. That's that's the rumor compared with like after the game it was like, oh, he's definitely gone. So that's a big boost for them if he is fit. Yeah, well, Paul Murphy will probably slot in anyway, or Gavin Crowley if he's not. But two very good players, but different type of players. Um, I think Galway would be happy to see Gavin White injured because he can he can break that line. He has that power. Um, so time will tell. Um, I think I don't think Kerry will change much besides that injury. Um, Darren Minan might come in for Jim O'Connor, whichever way Kerry want to go at it. Um, so like I said, there's not much there's not much coming out of the camp. In the Ireland final that you guys won against um, against Donegal, it was a very tight, cagey match, and uh, I mean, I kind of I think we probably expected that with that Donegal team. Anyway, Galway can do the same; they can also play it tight and cagey, or they can get into a shootout. Which of these is more likely? Do you think? Uh, I uh, I think I think both could happen. I think the first twenty minutes, I think both teams are going to be um, just get get their stalls set up at the back. Um, Try to take oxygen off both sets of forwards. Try to man-to-man Clifford, man-to-man Comer, and a bit of help, and vice versa, vice versa above. Um, and I think, I think like like last weekend, the goal there, heavily no one knew the goal was going to come that quick, and it just opened the game up, and there was fireworks. So I agree with you. Galway can Galway can play both ways, but I think Kerry have more um, individual forwards that can score than than, than Galway. And that's going to tip it in their favour and that's why they're favourites and that's why they're going to win. Uh, I presume so. They're not going to be looking at that way. They're just. I, mm. I think they're just going to... The performance is the main thing for Kerry. They know the first 20 minutes are going to be probably something they haven't seen yet this year as defensively. Um, how Jack sets them up on the counter if they're going to bring back Shane Walsh and Comer and then they're going to run it because you see the way Curro Finn play or play and there's three or four of them boys there. They can run the ball and... yeah. They don't. They don't cough it up easily. Like they don't just pass it for the sake of passing it. So that's the other thing. Are Kerry going to leave one or two back just in case, or push up? Um, we've seen in games similar this year that there's nearly there's nearly 28, uh, 30 players. The keepers nearly up most of the time inside one half. So there's a lot of space. Whoever wants to break into that, then is that's up to them if they want to take that gamble. Just don't bring the goalie out. Yeah, the goal. Yeah, from the last. <laughs> He was brave enough. I thought he was brave enough coming up. Never mind having a pot. <laughs> uh, are there tickets floating around? It seems like the, the demand is a little bit less than in some previous years. 
Yes and no. I, I think uh, yesterday there was a collection and I see it was busy. It was busy getting on, but I think there there's another um, another lot coming maybe Thursday. So I'm not too sure, but I I think Galway, whatever they get, I think Galway will travel. Like what is the 2021 years? Like they they they'll bring as much as they can and bring as much colours they can. Kerry, Kerry will Kerry will travel, but it's there's still that I wouldn't say nerves, but this one has to get over line like the Dublin game. Um, Leading up to that, no one was saying, no one was saying we 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 about losing. They just we have to win. It was we have to win. It was we can't look at another year of rebuilding again and going at it because to be fair, looking back at the game again, as much as Kerry won, it could have went the other way. And you stick Conor Callan in there like they're not going away. No, not for now. But uh, we'll we'll come back to that one next year. Barry John, enjoy the game. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. No problem. Thank you. OTB. AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.